Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. Welcome today to Australian Basketball Coach. Today I've got head coach of the Ipswich Force women's team, Brad George, on the on the line. So uh, welcome, Brad. No, welcome. Thanks, Anthony. I'm looking forward to a talk. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, joining today. Like coached uh, against you in different games over the years, and uh, someone that's been involved there at Ipswich uh, for a fair while now. I was just thinking, is it this your tenth year coming into coaching the the women's team? Yeah, I'm pretty. Thinking back, yeah, I think this would be my 10th year and um, yeah, like it's gone pretty quick and it's been up and down, but it's been pretty, been pretty happy with how it's been throughout the years, it's been pretty successful. So Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was also trying to uh, check that stat too. So I've got a feeling you guys have been in the postseason every year over that 10-year period. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we haven't missed the playoffs and we've been probably top four or probably at least six of those years or six or seven of those years. So, yeah, we've been there about just haven't been able to win it. And, yeah, hopefully that lucky number 10 is worth that. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be your year. Yeah, so um, I guess let's let's start with, uh, yeah, who are the people who influenced you early, like in terms of your coaching and um, when did you get involved with basketball and, and what made you become a coach? Yeah, I've always been probably since the age of five I've been involved with basketball um, my mother's played for Queensland and been coach Queensland and manager and that for years and I sort of grew up with it in the family so it was always there in the blood um, and I'd played in a number of like state leagues and centrals Queensland teams and all that sort of stuff and yeah it was just always there it was always something I enjoyed and I've always studied and watched and watched different players and watched different films and watched, learnt from other coaches. So that's always something I've enjoyed as a challenge and just something that, I, yeah, just really enjoyed. So changing from player to coach, it's much easier to be a player than a coach. It's quite stressful <laughs> and takes its toll on you because, yeah, but no, I enjoy it for most most part, but there's always these different time so yeah so it's been really enjoyable yeah nice sort of who who sort of uh could you say there's you know maybe one or two or three coaches that uh you you had coaching you when you were younger who sort of influenced uh what your thoughts were about how you might coach down the track yeah when i was playing i didn't really think whether i was going to coach like i've had been i've played under ray alloway he's been around for basketball forever from maryborough yeah i'm from maryborough so i've Played under him for a long time and his family and played with his sons. So those sorts of guys have always sort of instilled sort of practices and behaviours that have carried over. And then in recent times, um, coaching with Shane Hill was something that's had a big influence. His IQ of the game is amazing. So he was someone that I've really learned a lot from with different yeah. strategies and what you learn from the NBA that he was able to teach me was something that's been beneficial. You're right. What did you when we were involved with him, like uh, at Ipswich there, or uh, he coached the men's Ipswich team when I was with the women, and then when he coached in the WNBL, I came on as his assistant, first assistant there. So that was a chance then to work with him closely and establish a good relationship, which I still have today. So it's been someone I always turn to if I have questions or anything. I'm he'll. He gives me a bell or ring him and have a talk to stuff about and that sort of stuff. So he's been really good for me as a coach, as development. 
Yeah, nice. Like we said, several years now into coaching the Ipswich Force women's team. How would you describe your coaching style? Uh, like with that with that team you've got now. Um, I'm as a person, I'm always pretty laid back. I was was pretty casual as a player, and that sort of personality. And I more often than not like to think I'm pretty laid back sort of coach, and it sort of transcends the way I style. I'm not one of those coaches that will stand up, pace the sideline. That's just not who I am. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like to really now I like to really focus on the training and the game aspect, obviously. But, um, within the train, I have a lot of more trust in the team I've got now with my senior players to understand what they need to do and let them make some key decisions as well. And I'm happy, I'm really one of those coaches that want the players to, hey, come to me and feel comfortable coming to me and asking, hey, let's try this. I feel this can work, do this. Like, well, It's more of a partnership as a whole team instead of me dictating what's going on out on the court. Oh, yeah. Yep. You're lucky in that um, now you've got Bree Farley back again um, as your team captain. So one of the questions I was keen to find out your thoughts. So she, she's obviously played with your team now for a couple of years. Like I'm thinking three or four or maybe more than that years. Probably more than that. Now she just might be here. She pretty much came when Ryder was one, so she, this might be a fifth, sixth year, actually. All right, wow. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess, how do you like in that captain's role? Like, uh, how do you empower her uh, to get out there and play her game, but also be team captain? And and what sort of guidance do you give her? You know, like in terms of leading on the floor. <laughs> yep. Oh, she's been around a long time. She's been the AIS. She's played with Adelaide. She's been over Fresno State. Played with us WNBL at the Stars there when we were with that, and um, so she's been played in multiple leagues and is a well-experienced coach. But I don't put the pressure on her as a single thing. We pretty much have a leadership group, whereas like Amy Lewis and Amanda Johnson, those guys all will take the pressure off, and the team takes pressure off each other by through their leadership. And the big thing is a focus on is accountability, and they they. Hold account and held each other accountable, which takes a lot of pressure of you as a coach, yeah. because they get sick of listening to you. And if the young player says, "Hey, it means a lot more to you than what it does come from to me all the time." Yeah, yeah. So um, they've got, like, I guess, a fair bit of flexibility in terms of of you know what they're doing on the floor, or do you still like? A, I guess, yeah. You you sort of the coach that might call a fair bit from the sideline, or you just sort of leave it up to them. You give them a bit of structure and leave it up to them to um, put that into place. Yeah, we have our systems and our rules on on stuff that they. We obviously drum in at training that they understand that when this goes there, this is what we do. Yeah. But um, yeah, and they, um, if they want to run something or call something happy, if they're not, I'll look over. I'll initiate a offense. Like I'll still call a large number of the plays, and they'll yeah. want to try stuff. That's fine, and we work together as a partnership, really. So um, it's a good group, and excited to see what happens in 2020. Yeah, yeah. So do you think it's uh, getting easier year after year in, in that head coach role or do you find different sort of angles and just different things to try? Oh, it's never easy. Like if it got easy, I probably wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I constantly like w- wanting to learn and read and watch stuff and constantly doing stuff to improve myself because if, yeah. if I'm happy to settle where I'm at and what I'm in what ways, then you're destined to fail. So, um Yes, I really enjoy the, the challenges that happen year in, year out. And obviously the comp- competition is getting harder and harder. You get 
imports, quality imports across the board, and then you got pretty much the entire New Zealand plays, and then you got so it's, the quality of players is exceptional. So it's always yeah. exciting. Yeah. So I guess going into this year, like, uh, what does success look like for for your team? I mean, you talked about it before, like making it through to the final. But do you have any other sort of goals in terms of where you want the team to be? Yeah, it'll be. Um, we actually have, we haven't sat down as a group yet and set our team orientated goals. Um, but uh, obviously, finals will be something that if we didn't make the the finals for the playoffs, we'd be consider that as a failed or failure for our side. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, we'd like to obviously be there in the top four, give ourselves opportunities at home finals because I think the roster we put together is lethal in terms of the offensive end, but. Yeah, defensively, and this year I've also had a couple of players, in particular one of the imports that's coming in now as a great defender as well. So I feel that within the guards, especially and across like with what we've added, can really focus on the defensive end this year. I thought we had a few lapses last year that cost us. Yeah. Okay. So um, which, which player is that? Is that uh, Markel or Diana? Diana. Diana. Oh, Diana. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, she was Defensive Player of the Year in the Big East. So, and she was a couple of games I watched. They one of the big clubs, one of the big teams. One of their players went for like twenty five in the first half, and she faced go the second. She didn't score. So, oh nice. She's um and went for eighty in herself. So she's one of those players that can really change the momentum of a game. And with the scoring power that we've got, it's make it very difficult. Yeah. I guess what's one of the things I've noticed over the years, you, you tend to recruit pretty well. Like um, you, you pick players who who fit what you want to do in terms of style of play, but also like probably a good fit for the team. How do you get the intel on, on your recruiting? Like um, have you got like people you go, like people you, you know, or, or how do you, yeah, it's always a bit challenging sometimes getting imports and uh, particularly imports that'll fit. So what's your yeah. strategy there? Oh, look, I've been very fortunate. I've been nearly all the imports I've got have been quite successful, quite dominant, and that's sort of mm. like been really well. So, I've really fitted our programs and been great people. And that's one of the key things I look for. Uh, to be honest, I don't really work with any agencies. I, um, the players I've coached and speak to, um, some of the WNBL girls, they'll put people in touch with me to go, hey, this is one of the players you should look at or that yeah. sort of stuff and I'll go from there and then talk to them and not really focus too much on statistics, more on their work ethic, whether they're a team player and those sort of things where they fit what we're going to do and then it's it's a, sometimes a hit and miss like for especially with a, someone like Amanda Johnson, she was had sat out for three years due to yeah. personal reasons and she's been magnificent but I, I trusted in what I heard from one of the people I knew that she was a great person, great thing and yeah she can play yeah yeah so she was MVP a couple of years was that right yeah MVP not last year year before and then All-Star 5 last year oh nice okay we could just talk a little bit about the team you've made a few announcements there in terms of who's coming so do you want to talk a bit about that yeah obviously the core's still there from last year so everyone that was there last year is back Um, we've added Chain Deona's come in as a point guard, I felt there was times that point guard, shooting guard, that under pressure to free up our wings like Bree and Georgia, who are absolute knockdown shooters, so able to create space on the floor for them. And um, bringing in uh, Stephanie Bairstow is huge for us. I feel that 
she's another one that's going to stretch the floor yet can play inside another big body. She's 6'2", yep. solid, and yeah, can guard a, guard a big yet very difficult to guard on the other end of the floor. Yeah. And uh, what about Markel Walker? I, I saw the announcement about her. I, what's the um, what's the profile? What's she what's she going to bring? Uh, we she came out a couple of years ago, so I don't know where that one's come from. Oh right, so, okay, yeah, no, no, she came out. She played with us two years ago, I think. So right, okay. yeah. So now yeah, two imports are Amanda and. AJ and um, Deanna this year. So. Oh, okay, right. Sorry, I must have missed a boat on I that. Know. She keeps popping up everywhere. She's always over my feet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. And um, I, I suppose you to have juniors that, that are Ipswich, you know, junior players and that you'd be looking to bring up into the senior squad. So um, I guess what's the, you know, what's the player pathway there in Ipswich and, and how are you looking to do that? Yeah, we've always... Like for the 10 years I've been there as thing, we've always had a good Ipswich juniors. We've always had the same kids, like the good core. We've always made up at least 50, 60, 70% of a team of Ipswich kids. And again, with um, Grace Ellis, Catherine McGregor, Charlotte Hegwell, they're all still in that squad. And those, particularly the first two I mentioned, have just come off a really successful under-20s campaign when they made the gold medal match and put up good numbers. So yeah, uh, we'll be asking a little bit more of them this year again. Um, yeah. Step it up in the roles, and like and Grace and getting prepared for college also is going to be excited about really going hard and stepping up and providing more off the benches in that versatility as a four, possibly even a five. She's a six six foot six one strong solid girl who can set good picks. So yeah, can play inside so, and out as well. All right, so she is looking to go to college, or she's already sort of yeah, she's already and... signed to go to college. So yeah, okay. she's all ready to go. She but she'll play out this season. Oh, good. Do you know where's she going? Um, I do, but off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah, Sorry. Right. Sorry. No, no drama. I, I just wanted to ask you a little bit too, uh, given you know, you've had a bit of experience in that WNBL space. You know, the final series just played last week with Canberra getting over Southside Flyers. So any takeaways for you out of that WNBL series that you that you liked in particular or things that you, you, you saw that, you know, interested you in terms of the way the games were played or the way the games were coached? Yep. Um, it was tough this year. I didn't get to catch a lot of games because a lot of the times the scheduling was in line with the NBL men's game. So they always yeah. clash, but yeah. so it was hard to watch. I did watch the finals games over the weekend. They didn't take nothing, but they played their styles they've got. And obviously, um, Paul Goros, who I know a little bit because he took come into the stars there a bit as well. So, um, but there's nothing. Like I said, I didn't sit down and watch enough of it to be able to comment as much, taking anything away from that. Like I've focused a lot on watching the the men's games and see how that style they play and stretch for particularly teams like the Sydney Kings and Cairns, who are very impressed with the import structure and yes, how they played and what focus more on that. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So I guess yeah, we're in preseason. Are you? What do you typically do in preseason with your teams? I mean, yeah, I guess I'm thinking now you've got a fair bit of um, got a bit of a routine that you like to do in in terms of on court and off court stuff and and preseason games and that sort of thing. So what's what's preseason look like for you guys? Uh, we are um, pretty much obviously early on. A lot of the stuff we do, a lot of the activities, drills are obviously game focused, but a lot more running, full court transition sort of style stuff to get the players obviously fit, ready to go. A lot of shooting yep. early, 
Um, and then we spend some time, uh, not yet, but in another couple of weeks with our, when we get the group together, full group together with our team culture and everyone having the input and what we want to expect. And that's where you get your accountability from that people then go, okay, that's what we spoke about. You need to show us this or you're not doing buying in or what we want to do. And that's a big thing with teams. You've got to have your players buy in. If they're not all buying in, yep. it doesn't matter how good your roster is, it's it'll destined to fall apart at some point in time. So um, we do a lot of that sort of stuff and just our, just get our rules and the way we play. So particularly now, leading in is a lot of drills and focus on defenses, like on-ball stuff is yep. big. And then, yeah, getting in there and running our sets, scrimming against each other. I haven't been big on pre-season games. Just, I've never, I just haven't been that big on them, but Amy's twisting my arm carrying on that really wants to play <laughs> so I'll, I have looked in I generally I do do preseason games but I generally like to do them against boys we usually play against like SBL boys in, that, in previous years teams that we're not going to come up against so they can't get a head, head start on so yeah. we're going to look at what we're running but yeah so we generally play preseason game but scrimmage against yeah boys to be honest <laughs> fair enough and do you I guess in, in your head coach role of the women's program do you uh, you know sort of integrate the, the QSL group as well like in what you're doing or is it sort of you know is each group sort of run separately yeah. you know they um, look, there's three or four that generally will train with us on the first session on a Tuesday night then they'll do their tra- team training on a Thursday with it like not with us but the same place and then they they'll run we all like to train together, but they won't run similar stuff. Obviously, we've got like 20 different offences. They'll probably take one or two different structures or systems out of that. Similar yeah. systems, similar structures, so that then if they get called up, they know what to expect. But they're, um, yeah, so they work with us and we work with them there and hopefully develop through the aim is obviously to get those kids and juniors coming through to play and have the opportunity to play at the highest level they can. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. And so, yeah, you do have a little bit of upwards and downwards movement between the two groups, like during the season or not really? Uh, in the, yeah, on the previous years, yeah. We usually we had a, that 11th, 12th, 10th, 11th, 12th spot was always rotated between four or five players. Yeah. This year might be a little bit different because we're pretty deep. We're pretty deep this year, so it's going to be difficult to crack that position. But, yeah, there's still that 12th spot there that they'll probably fluctuate between given the opportunity to have those juniors just even just to sit within the group and hear the time hear the um, time out be in the dressing room with these senior players is really huge for their development as a person and a player yeah I've never been inside your dressing room but I'm, I'm just picturing it like and given that you've got those couple of senior players do you, do you give them a bit of air time you know during say half time or something like that or is it is it mostly you uh, they'll always have their the leaders will, leadership group will have their say before, obviously, I will have a look at the stats and address yeah. the assistant coach and that, and they'll have their say before that to the group before we obviously head into the dressing room. I generally then do most of talking of what we're aiming, our targets that we set before games, things we need to focus on that we haven't been achieving within possessions, and then okay, then say, hey, then they'll obviously, I'll give them an opportunity to say, okay, Coach has got anything else to add, players got to add, they say whatever bits they need to if they feel anything different and huddle up and get out there and go hopefully go get it done. Yeah, yeah. So you got any intel about who, who's gonna be the um, tough competition this year in the in the women's comp? Um, nothing out of the ordinary that you <laughs> chase has been very quiet from 
It has been. Mostly, rather than <laughs> trying to catch up on NBL one thing, is the only place I saw it. Oh, okay. This has been a few announcements that I hadn't heard of, but obviously Southern Districts will load yeah. up again. Yeah. Yeah, usual is going to be pretty strong. Logan will be strong. I feel Gold Coast to be strong. Whether I haven't heard whether they're going to a couple of players from Runaway Bay will possibly shift up that way, and then yes, Rip, and then Townsville. Speaking Townsville, there's probably a team that's going to be ex- very experienced, have a lot of quality XWNBL players. So yeah. yeah, it's going to be tough. It's like I said, it's good to be tough, and it's, it's going to be exciting, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, well, 10th year in, uh, mate. Um, hopefully, uh, you, get, you get the results you're after. And, and like, uh, yeah, knowing what I know about the way you coach, you've, well, you, you, your track record speaks for itself. You've been postseason every year for 10 years. And it's hard to get that sort of sustained success. So, is there anything you put that down to or just uh, having the right uh, group? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Just have the way the systems that we play and been very fortunate in that time that I've recruited very well at the imports who obviously play a huge part in at this level and yeah yeah and obviously pays dividends and people buy in and want to play for you and that's the big thing when you get players want to play they'll put in bust their ass and goes a long way to being very successful yeah yeah so last question uh, you've got a young family um and balancing the commitments you know with basketball and a job and and everything else and you know coaching like how do you make it all work uh struggle <laughs> <laughs> uh it's pretty tough and especially when marty's assist like basically an assistant and managing and trying to do everything it's half the time the Girls are trying to run around our three kids, trying to ride bikes across the court. So it's <laughs> sometimes very tough, but we manage. And like I said, the group's so good. All the girls get along so well. And they basically like one big family. So they always look after them and get along and understand. So it's pretty, yeah, it's challenging, but I need to do it. Otherwise, I'd go mad. <laughs> sitting at home with them. Nice. Well, mate, like I said, uh, all the best this year for the 2020 season. No doubt, like I said, you'll be uh, featuring again the postseason, I'd reckon. That'd be my bet. But it sounds like you've got a pretty good team and, and all the things are underway. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the podcast today and all the best, eh? Yeah, no, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, hopefully 2020 is promising and everyone and everything flows the way it should what you can and will and yeah look forward to it alrighty alright mate well uh, like I said all the best and we'll see you around the around the traps yep thanks mate okay thanks yeah bye thanks for listening to the podcast today I hope you enjoyed it you can get in touch with me through my email at australianbasketballcoach at gmail.com that's australianbasketballcoach all one word lowercase at gmail.com also follow me on social media I'm on twitter at Coach and also on facebook with australian basketball coach so uh, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks again for listening <laughs>